Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Black Lawyers Podcast. Today, for our bar exam episode, we will be interviewing Attorney Jazz from Jazz Talks Law, who is also the founder of bar prep company, Bartivity. Looking for the latest Black legal news, Black event, Black empowerment merch, or even a Black lawyer? Then look no further. TheBlackLawyers.com is your one-stop shop for all your legal needs and Black community resources. Check us out today. Again, TheBlackLawyers.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Black Lawyers Podcast. Today, we have the pleasure of interviewing Attorney Jazz from Jazz Talks Law. Hi, how are you? Hey, I'm good, girl. How are you? I'm so excited to do this episode because, as you know, we are coming up on the bar exam, and um, here at the Black Lawyers Podcast, we are trying to get more Black attorneys. So um, this episode... I want to say, I want to say for last season, it was definitely in the top three episodes listened to. Uh, so oh, wow. it just goes to it just goes to show how much people want tips and advice and guidance regarding the bar exam. So we are Absolutely. super honored to have you back because you do this 24-7. I don't know how you do it. I, mean, I know you love to help me. can't think about the bar. The bar in itself, just I'm like, even doing this episode, it, just, just, it gives me a little anxiety, which we'll, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, but before we jump into bar stuff, um, for those listening, um, we always start off with hot topics. So Jazz is going to uh, play around with us. Um, so the <laughs> first topic is um, dealing with education, actually, um, diversity and inclusion in the state of Florida. Um, I didn't go to school in Florida. I think I've only maybe visited Florida maybe three times, you know, doing South Beach. I don't know a lot about Florida, but the running joke with Florida yes. is there are always like issues going on, right, in Florida. And so uh, Governor DeSantis um, has a lot of controversial bills out. And at first there was a bill mm-hmm. about DEI, which if you don't know, is diversity inclusion programs and anything related to um diversity and inclusion in terms of um, even extracurricular activities, not just the curriculum, um, that it being excluded moving forward. He had some legislation that was pending. Well, went through recently. um, And so now, if you live in the state of Florida, Florida, any public institutions, uh, particular universities, um, are not allowed to have any funding regarding DEI curriculum or activities. So this means if you are in a sorority or fraternity of color, whether it be Black, Hispanic, Asian, doesn't matter, that affects that. It obviously affects um, any sort of groups or clubs regarding LGBTQ issues. And obviously it affects the actual curriculum. So there's certain things, you know, there's studies called African-American studies and things like that. They are not allowed Mm -hmm. to teach that anymore. And so I think Mm -hmm. it's unfortunate that it's gone this far and that a state, you know, individually has the power to make that sort of decision. But that is Mm -hmm. how our constitution is set up. The states are allowed to um, rule on certain things for their state. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it because, I mean, you are very much in education with LSAT and bar prep. What are your thoughts on that? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think first and foremost, as my shirt says, um, and this is for governor, the governor of Florida, and anyone that agrees with his policies, um, the world has way bigger problems than girls that kiss girls and boys that kiss boys. The world has way bigger problems than the divine nine who is here to encourage scholarship and service in our community. You know, the state of Florida has way bigger problems, okay? Um, and we could go down the list and really throw some shade if we would like, you know, such as the white woman who um, murdered someone that knocked on her door um, after she harassed her child. Um, so I think Florida has way bigger problems on their plate uh, than picking at folks that aren't directly picking on them. Um, I also think that this is the time for us, um, the folks that they're targeting, to put our foot down. Um, there's a time and a place for protests, um, and I think this is a time and a place. Um, and when I say protest, 
I'm not talking about the traditional route. I'm talking about, for example, um, for example, I was uh, in Miami a few weeks ago for Magic City Miami Fest, which is a Black lesbian weekend um, that's hosted in Miami. And we had an amazing time. Shout out to the people that put that weekend together. Um, I'm mentioning that because some folks are like, oh, we're boycotting Florida. You know, we're not going to Florida. No, I think I think we should be there even more. And what I would like to see even more is for the leaders of all of these groups. So the Divine Nine. So the leader of all the, you know, the different Black lesbian groups. For all these groups to come together, you know, and to take a stand and to say we aren't going anywhere. Um, you know, there's a, there's a two word saying that I love called good trouble. I think this is the time um, and, and rest in peace to, to that to that great man. Um, I think this is the time for us to not back down. Um, at one point it was illegal for black and whites to marry each other. Um, so that's what I think about that. It's funny that you say that John Lewis is good trouble. That's one of our t-shirts we sell on our site. So we're gonna send you a good trouble shirt. We're gonna Love. send you some other we're gonna send you some Yay. other stuff. But we'll send you <laughs> since you mentioned that, we'll definitely make sure you get a, a good trouble shirt shirt from the blacklawyers.com website. Um, but speaking of that, yes, I, I definitely think um this is the time. And and ironically, to your point, um, the NAACP, because of the DEI stuff with DeSantis said you know, issued literally a travel warning. Like, don't go yeah. there. Don't even go to Florida. Florida is hostile. But you know, the thing is, there are people that live there. They don't, they can't afford to just- They don't have that yeah, to move. So I get at some level, the NAACP was trying to take a stand like, hey, if we pull our dollars, mm -hmm. maybe that will, you know, affect it in some way, um, mm -hmm. which isn't like not, you know, it's, it's understandable to look at it from that viewpoint. But I do like the additional- yeah that you said well some of us still need to go down there to protest like we're not going to just like avoid yeah. forever and, and treat it like a different country <laughs> no uh, we're not yeah yeah and i'm even sure. questioning the, i mean this is a, probably a conversation for another day to really dive into it but i'm really questioning the constitutionality of everything he's suggesting mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so I, i'm excited to see where this conversation goes i'm i'm I don't know if you're aware of like the ACLU filing any type of lawsuit yet or anything like that, but you know, I'm, I'm definitely interested in to see where this is. Definitely. Definitely. And I think it comes down to dollars. Um, my understanding is legally, you know, the funding, they are allowed to say where the funding goes, but like you said, from mm -hmm. a constitutional perspective, is there, so is there an illegal bias by removing it specifically from disenfranchised groups? That would be my Yeah, and we're talking about groups. We're talking about groups with a very high scrutiny when it comes yeah. to, you know, these type of things. So, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm just excited to see. And I say Yeah, no, and I, I think I think I think definitely you're on to something about the high scrutiny. Not and, and look, this is a good segue to the bar stuff. I, I know some people are like, high scrutiny. Oh, my God. They're already starting to talk about the bar stuff. Yes, you have to know that. I know you may, for the people that aren't lawyers listening to this, for the people that are in law school, that are lawyers, if you recall the constitutional law, you have to know the different levels of scrutiny. If you are going look, to- Look, I still know a little something, something. <laughs> listen, if you're going to discriminate someone based on race, just a quick, quick review- if it's based there on race, go. this is one of the elements you have to, you have to, it has to rise to the level of high scrutiny, meaning there are a lot of mm -hmm. things you would have to prove that justifies that discrimination. And so that is what attorney Jazz is referring to. Yeah. So if you didn't catch that, <laughs> maybe an area of law, if you're getting ready to study for the bar, they want to go back and look at because it's And it could be a bar exam question. I would hate for it to be a bar exam question. Because this is an example of how, like, I feel like certain groups are biased on the exam. If you got that question as a bar exam, I mean, as a as a bar exam me, ugh, a bar exam me, and that's a topic that's very personal and touching. That could either encourage you to give it your all, or that could really infuriate you and throw you off your game. So I don't want that to be a bar exam question, but it could be. You know what I mean? So yeah, bar exams um, these days they do try to take. Uh, kind of these hot topics in the law and they sometimes they try to report pregnant in, in the exam. Um, and so, they yes, do. just be aware that you could see something that looks a little familiar in the news 
in your 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 bar exam. Um, speaking of exams, um, the other hot topic, mm-hmm. the LSAT beginning in August of 2023, you can take it remotely. So if you're looking to get in law school yes. and take the LSAT, you can take it remotely. What are your thoughts? Yes. Oh, well, my thoughts was, oh, okay. You know, during COVID, everything was remote. Mm-hmm. And we saw great results, you know, with it switching, you know, to virtual events. So I'm happy they are, you know, recognizing that and have made the decision to keep it virtual. What do you think about them also maybe offering the bar exam back to a virtual option? Do you think? I love it. Yeah, I, I think you know, trying to take exams on multiple cross, why do you have to physically, you know, get a hotel? You know, you have to do so much to go into another state. Absolutely. Um, I'm hoping it trickles down to bar exams. Because, you know, listen, COVID was not a good time, right? You know, but I will say, I feel like COVID did reveal a lot of things. Um, you know, for example, that these tests do not have to be in person. You know, they used to say like, oh, like before COVID, oh, if it was virtual, folks might cheat or whatever, you know, things like that. But COVID happened, they had no choice but to make it virtual. And they figured out a way to make it as quote unquote bulletproof, right? You know, so, you know, to your point, you know, one of the biggest hurdles with passing the bar exam, especially for minorities, is all the fees and expenses that go into it. And I believe we're going to talk more about that. Um, but if we're eliminating, you know, the in-person requirement, now you don't have to go get accommodations. You know, I, I went to a law school in Macon. You know, me and my classmates had to travel to Atlanta to take the bar exam. We didn't have the option to take it in Macon. So, you know, you're talking about two nights, uh, you know, hotels, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then, um, you know, additional expenses. So if it's virtual, no bar, I mean, no hotel, you know. And then you got the folks who are super anxious about being in this room with a thousand people, you know, eliminating that stress, people beside you coughing, you know, some years I know in Georgia, there was an issue with people getting sick from the food they were offering. And then they failed. And it's just like, I got food poisoning from the food y'all offered me during my lunch break. So, you know, long story short, I'm definitely here for it being virtual. Absolutely. Well, with that being said, before we jump into some individual questions that some of them actually have been submitted by people that have questions about the bar exam, before we get into those questions, we're going to do uh, the uh, Jasmine's do and don'ts of of, of bar prep. I got my signs ready. (laughs) You got a brush out. So uh, she has, you know, if you're visually watching this, obviously, she's got got a yes sign and she's got a no sign. So good? Yeah. That so I'm going to, yep, that works. So I'm going to propose <laughs> to you some things that, um, you know, happen before bar study, during bar study, and, and, and during the exam. And you tell me, is it a yes or no? So okay. first one up, studying, studying without a course or a coach for those that just want to study on their own. Is that a yes or that a no? no? Is that a no? That's Definitely a no. no. That's a no. Okay. So you got to <laughs> figure it out, guys. That's a no. Um, creating a study group during our exam prep. That's <laughs> she a yes put up no. yes and no. Okay, why yes and no? <laughs> because yes and no? Um, everyone is different. Some folks, a study group can be helpful. Some folks, a study group can be hurtful. Um. You know, did I say that? Yeah, once it could be helpful for some and hurtful for others. Um, so it just depends on you and what works best for you in uh, in law school. Yeah, for sure. Okay, working while you're preparing to take the bar. <laughs> yes. Oh Interesting. wait. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry. No. 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 Okay. So why no. do you recommend not working? Because it's about it's about 10 weeks. Well, let me say, I really want to say yes and no. Let's just do that. Yes and no. And the reason being is because unfortunately, uh, you know, the bar exam is such a barrier for some because of the financial obligation. Um, There's a lot of time, you know, that goes into bar exam prep. It is your full-time job, your part-time job, your Uber job, your hair braiding job on the side. Like, it is literally all you really have time for. Um, so I say no to working because you really don't have time to, to, you know, work while you're studying. But unfortunately, you know, 
some of us, we cannot afford to not work, right? You know, we're not in a position where the family is taking care of the bills, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and all I can do, all I have time to do all day is study. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for those folks, the journey is a little different, mm -hmm. you know? Um, you know, there's a statistic out now that says, um, uh, I put it on my Instagram page at Jazz Talks Law, where it basically talks about only 58% of, you know, black and black folks that took the bar exam passed recently. Mm -hmm. um, but what folks don't realize is just even going into bar exam prep, you know, a lot of us don't have the privilege of not working at all. You know, I remember working that first month of bar prep, you know, I needed a little income, but I also was trying to find a job because I knew, you know, I figured out how to pay my rent for those two months or three months, but you know, it's, it's just not as easy for everyone to just not work. And the thing is, it's not just rent. You still have to eat. You still have cell phone bill. You have utilities. There's so many things. I mean, definitely you can get your rent covered. That's the biggest thing. But there's so many other bills that just do not go away during this time period. So exactly. I can understand why exactly. it's maybe a yes and a no. Um, what about making actual, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, do you want to create more work for yourself? What about actually making study bar cards out of your outlines? Is that a yes or a no? That is a yes. Okay, yes. With a caveat. Okay. Mm -hmm. With a caveat. Uh, okay. The caveat to that would be you don't need to make them from scratch. Um, you can use, for example, critical flashcards, critical pass flashcards, for example. Um, I wouldn't say you need to do them from scratch, though, because that's very time-consuming. Um, but you should definitely be incorporating flashcards into your studies, um, preferably that second month. Okay. And what is it called again for people that are listening? Critical flashcards? Critical pass yes. flashcards. Flashcards. Yes. So if they Google that, they can find that. Okay, good. I think that's yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. Um, here's some funner ones. Um, be on social media prior to the exam. So during your bar study, you're still, you know, your social media accounts are still active. Is that a yes or no? No. Okay. Okay. And that's for 90% of the people. No. Yeah. I'm assuming <laughs> I think it's just too much of a distraction. It's too much of a distraction. A distraction. And the reason being is uh, comparison is the thief of all joy. Um, so you're comparing your life you know, to everyone else's lives, who's still going to the Beyonce concert, who's still enjoying the cookouts and the baby showers and, and you mm -hmm. know, et cetera, et cetera. And you just in the library for nine, 10 hours and you are feeling, what is it, FOMO or something? Fear you know, something yeah. like that. Fear of missing out. Yep. Um, but for example, you, it, it, I would also say it depends on the people you follow too, because if you're following me on Instagram, then, and if I'm the only person you're following, then fine. You know, because all you're seeing from me is motivation. All you're seeing from me is tip strategy. You know, for example, I'm about to announce today. I mean, if you're on my email list, you'll get it that way as well if you're not on social media. But today on Instagram, I'm going to announce that I'm offering a free yoga class this weekend. It's, we're going to call it Bar Prep Yoga, you know, to help focus, help people with their mental. Mm -hmm. um, and so that'll be something you would see if you were on Instagram. But for the most part, I just find that it's a huge distraction. Um, or the news, you know, there's, oh my God, every day. We turn on the news, I say so every many. day is like a shooting or something. I know, I know, I know it's like you said, you're, you're in your day. <laughs> this is for people not taking the bar. Sometimes I have to take a break from social media yeah. just for, for the bad news. So yeah, I can understand why all of that yeah. be viewed as a distraction. Okay. What about, um, starting a new relationship before, <laughs> for the, before the party? Listen, what if you meet somebody? Then and, and if they the one, they will be there three months from now. Okay. Okay. If, if it's meant to be, they if they really are interested, they can wait for that first date to be August first. Okay. Um, okay. Can even set the date now. Catch me. Catch me outside after bar prep. Uh, okay, so that's got, a no I, sign, I, right? Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's a no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> she's not trying to hate on y'all she's not trying to no. what do they call it cock block but she's just like that again, you be, your, your price gonna go up when you pass that bar exam okay now that first date needs to be the gold stake because you are a lawyer they're taking a lawyer that they're taking to death okay that's a good way to put it that's a great way to put it <laughs> yeah um you just mentioned yoga so uh what about keeping your exercise routine during bar study because some people have intense exercise routine yeah 
Okay. Yes. That is how I survived bar prep. Every morning I went to the gym and played a Barbie lecture in my ear. Okay. What about, okay, so exercise is one thing, but sometimes people are on crazy diets. Should you indulge and just eat what you want? Should you do a diet during bar exam? Is is that, you know, something you I don't, um, so, so diet, no. Okay. Um, I say no because diet typically has a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. um and it's typically hard to follow a diet um so i'm going to say no but i'm going to say yes to clean eating yes to um making it your norm you know it was very helpful that i was clean eating during bar prep um it helped with my energy levels you know i was 140 pounds like you know I was I was in like some of the best shape of my life and that helped me with bar prep so it's good to know okay shifting to actual exam day should you bring your lunch on exam day so that you don't have to go out is that a yes or a no it's a yes and a no <laughs> <laughs> You are such a lawyer. And the reason being, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> because like, for example, in Georgia, our okay. law schools come to our testing site during uh, our lunch break and they provide our lunch free. Oh, wow. Must be nice. Right. Experience. <laughs> so right. literally during our lunch break, we would go to classroom A and the dean and our, you know, some of our favorite teachers, professors were there with our lunch, like. We have to think about it, but I also had a peanut butter and peanut butter sandwich and some chips um, in the car just in case I needed something, you know, that because if I didn't like what they had or whatever. And I posed this question ma mainly because um, I found that I didn't really want to spend time looking for food nearby, having to travel yeah. too far oh, outside no. the testing center because people were like going to yeah. look for food and, and I'm like, that's just adding on the pressure to get back in time. Mm -hmm. and, I just wanted to be mm -hmm. near the testing site at all times. I didn't want to add that level of pressure. Did you take it in Cali? Did you? Did, where did you I take took, it? I took. I took it originally. I took it in DC. Originally, I took it in DC. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I but, took and, it, in and then it also depends on your state because in Georgia, um, if you went to one of the Georgia law schools, they had you covered. But if you didn't, and you were like from DC or wherever, and you were taking a Georgia bar exam, you didn't attend law school in Georgia. They had vendors on site. So you didn't have to. Um, like you said, you it's going to depend on the state. Mm -hmm. It's going to yeah. depend on the state. But those yeah. are questions to ask. Those are questions that to ask before. So you're prepared. So you're prepared. Mm -hmm. um, what about talking to people during your exam break? Is that a yes or no? No. no. I think I know the answer. It's going to probably throw you off. There you are. Yeah. It's gonna probably throw you off. Like, girl, did you put B? You did like, you put B? Did you put B in that answer? Oh, I didn't say that. I said this is there. And then you sitting over there. Like, and now you did I write that? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no now you on the next part of the bar exam, still thinking about what you did two hours ago. No. Exactly. What about studying the day before? Is that a yes or no? Should you be studying the day before your exam? No. no. Okay. Yeah. Most people say no. At that point, either you know you it or you know it or you don't. Right. Uh, what about studying in between the exam days? So most people take the writing first and then the second day they take the multiple choice. Do you think mm -hmm. there should be any form of studying between the two days? Yes. Okay. okay. I had one sheeters, um, you know, for each subject and I use those at my leisure in between. I did. Okay. Day of the exam, you don't know the answer to several questions. Maybe there are about five questions you just don't know the answer to. Is it a yes or no to just choose one letter? So there's A, B, C, or D. Choose one letter and only use that letter for the questions that you Is it a yes or no? I'm mm, going to, 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 to say do it that way. No. No. Okay, why? Um, I think you should skip those questions altogether and go to the questions that you don't know. Um, and if you have time at the end, come back to those. And then 
I, I don't know the statistics on if it's better to do because well, you have a 25 percent chance right of getting it right right some people say just right. pick one letter and just stick with that letter yeah <laughs> I just all I'm saying I'm saying no to doing that first doing right? that now okay. do it go to the questions you know and get all the points you know and then so it's a no if you do that first it's a yes if you do that at the end at the end you're running out of time right okay yeah. all right because uh, you're only getting credit for the ones you get correct. So, um, right. last but not least, retaking the bar exam more than once if you do not pass. Mm -hmm. Is that a yes or a no? Retaking the bar exam more, more than once if you do not pass. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think Michelle Obama, Hillary Clinton, Amber, uh, so many folks I know. Uh, my One of my very successful lawyer friends, Jasmine, um, Dion Tedder, Dion, attorney Dion Tedder, he's a South Carolina congressman. He took the bar exam like three times. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's so many. I think Angela Rye also mentioned, I think she didn't pass DC, but then she took Maryland. I, I know it was an exam in the DC area. She had to, she just, yep. let me just try this other one. Let me see it. It, it worked out. And she actually doesn't really even really pass yeah. it, but she wanted to take it. She wanted to be licensed. So, yes, there's no shame. Let that be one yeah. of the takeaways. If you don't remember anything else for this conversation today, there to be no shame um, in retaking it. It is not a measure of your intelligence. It's not even a measure mm -hmm. of how well you did in law school. It's really, are mm -hmm. you able to take an exam? There's some people that aren't that smart. Mm -hmm. They learn how to take the exam and they pass. So that, Absolutely. that says Absolutely. a lot there. So it's about learning how to take this specific exam. It's definitely not a measure. Exactly. That's it. Absolutely. All right. So now we're going to jump into some of your specific questions based on your perspective, based on what you experienced in terms of the bar exam and some advice. Um, what is something you wish? Um, and thank you again for playing Jasmine's. <laughs> to, to <those laughs> surprise I enjoyed it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so specifically, what is something you wish you would have known before um, it's funny because when I when I when I really thought about that, there's nothing I really wish I knew. Hmm. I had a very much a, a approach to you know not like overwhelming myself on the front end and just taking it a day at a time. Um, you know, so I felt like I went into it with my eyes wide open and I was so focused mm -hmm. that I was able to absorb you know everything I needed to know as of day one. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and not just that, but I felt like, um, throughout law school, I did everything that I was told to do, you know what I mean? And so I don't know that I, I, there wasn't anything I really felt like, you know, looking back that I wish I knew. I mean, I also passed the first time. So yeah, I mean, maybe my answer would be different if I didn't, but, um, there isn't anything I felt like I should have known beforehand. Okay. What, um, and you may or may not know, know this, which state technically has the hardest bar exam to your knowledge? I'm going to go with California. Um, okay. They have like the highest like requirement, you know, in terms of score passage, you know, um, I think it's absolutely ridiculous, um, you know, and yeah, I, I know many, many bright folks who struggle to pass their California oh, bar. Luckily, my friend Nigel, one of my very like law, law besties, she passed on the first try, and I'm like, girl, like, how did you do it? You know. By the way, I need to get her in activity to talk with my with my students, but um, yeah, definitely California. Mm -hmm. It used to be New York, but um, you know, I think California is really that taking that top notch spot. What um how important is? And you spoke about this a little earlier, but how important is mental mental health? during both bar prep and the day up because sometimes people are like yeah. oh you just throw that word around mental health but it's a real thing <laughs> no yeah honestly I don't think you can pass the bar exam without um, some type of wrap around your mental health um, you can be as smart as you want to be but you know everything is mental you know you have to be able to block out the noise while you're studying you have to, you know, be able to sleep at night. Um, you like, 
mentally you have to be prepared for this exam. It's not just about knowing all the constitutional law information. It's not just about knowing all the rules of evidence, you know, it's, it's the mental side, you know, studying for the bar exam can be very depressing. It can be very isolating. Mm-hmm. You know, it brings so many questions in your mind that you don't know the answers to that make you anxious. You know, your livelihood is depending on passing this test. Right. Um, you know, having a therapist, um, being on my anxiety and depression medicine, yoga, working out consistently, you know, all of that contributed to me passing the bar exam the first time around. Sure. What is the average cost of taking one state bar and tips on how to get these fees covered? Uh, I was smiling because I'm afraid to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm afraid to tell you because I know that some folks will use that as a. I I don't want to take it. Right. Right. Yeah. Or to not pursue law school. But unfortunately, you can easily spend over $6,000 just on the bar exam, you know, because we're talking about. You know, there's the, the, the software, you know, for the actual bar exam. You know, there's the NPRE, which is the ethical test before you can even take the bar exam. We're talking about the, the, your um, your bar prep course, which can be anywhere from 1000 to $3,000. We're talking supplements, you know, such as Varsivity, such as the flashcards that I mentioned. You know, we're talking about your accommodations if you are taking it in person. You know, we're talking about the hotel, you know, could be $200 a night, you know, it is very expensive, you know, and when you add, and then of course there's character and fitness, you know, you have to pay those fees before you can even sit for the test. So when you add everything up, you're looking at, unfortunately, um, at least 6000 maybe even $7,000. But um, what I did was my third year of law school, I applied for as many scholarships as possible. Um, if you aren't aware and you're listening, um, there are a lot of uh, scholarships as a third year that are geared towards your bar exam fees and things like that. Um, I share as much of those details as possible on my Jazz Talks Law listserv. So you can visit www.jazztalkslaw.com and subscribe to, you know, so I can make you aware of as much as possible. Um, you can also ask your employer if you um, have graduated with that offer letter. Congrats to you. Use it to your advantage. Um, ask your employer to help with those supplements. You know, I actually had one of my Bartivity students, um, their employer, you know, a law firm, sent over a check to me directly to cover their Bartivity fee. Uh, you know, so, you know, you definitely got to look into those those scholarships, those grants, and see also see if your school can help you. You know, a lot of times, if, if they don't already, because this day and time, a lot of schools are starting to cover those bar prep fees. They're starting to cover, if you need some flashcards, they'll send them to you. You know, so reaching out to your law school, reaching out to your employer, you know, looking into the scholarships, the grants. And I know one of the scholarships I got, um, it wasn't necessarily for bar prep, mm-hmm. but what I told them was that I was like, listen, and they were going to cut the check, like, I want to say the end of May. Or was it the beginning or the end of June or something like that? And I said, listen, I need help paying my rent. My rent is due this day. So can I get that check early? And they gave it to me early, you know? So it's just about asking, using your resources, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And also speaking of scholarships. So one of the things we do for both the Black TV Lawyer and the Black TV Doctor Collection, we actually give students scholarships for that's part of the money for those yeah so part of the so when you when you're buying the black tv lawyer shirt if you're buying the black tv doctor shirt some of those proceeds actually go towards our scholarship we give out the blacklawyers.com if you need you know coverage for those those board fees for doctors obviously lawyers bar exam fees and then also if you're not taking the bar just yet but um you know even your books you know we we give also you have a choice of covering, taking the money and using it for your, your books of the semester. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we give that out annually. We're, look, we're looking to um, do it more than once a year as we raise more money. Um, but you definitely stay yeah. for when that application kind of opens and closes so that you can take advantage of the blacklawyers.com scholarship Absolutely. as well. Um, let's see, I think, where were we? Okay, what... Um, how many MBE questions 
should one do if they want a good score in this section? And for those of you listening, MBE is just the multiple choice part. It doesn't matter which state you're in. Everybody takes the same multiple choice. Mm -hmm. The essay is based on your state law, but the MBE is multiple choice um, for all states. So it's 200 mm -hmm. questions on the day of. So I've gotten a variety of answers of this, of like, this is how many you need mm -hmm. to take to kind of be safe. So mm -hmm. what what is your number? How many questions should someone? Well, let me, let me, uh, what's the word? Practice my answer? Oh. Or how would that go? Mm -hmm. uh, um, if you shoot for the star, or you shoot for the moon, you land amongst the stars or something like right. that. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So I always shoot for higher and if you hit here, I'm actually very proud of you. Okay. okay. So I'm going to say that. Um, so I'm going to say 1800. Okay. That, that's Question. about that's that about. way. So if you do maybe yeah. 13 or 14, it's still within the range of got it. But you should be shooting Absolutely. for 18. Okay. That's a good number. And then I will also add a tip that I give to my Bartivity students is shooting for 102 seconds per question. Now, you know, this uh, this approach actually gives you a cushion because you actually have about 108 seconds. Mm -hmm. But if you shoot for 102, you'll give yourself a cushion. And of course, you can't do timing until you can get it done untimed. Right. But right. once it's time to time yourself, shoot for 102 seconds per question. And that's an additional tip. You know, whether it be essays or questions, get get it correctly untimed first so that you at least know the answer. Yes. Then go back to practice exams. Um, um, I tell everyone, you can't do it timed if you can't do it untimed. Like y'all are beating yourself up because you can't do it in 20 seconds. You can't do it in 20 minutes. So that's Right. Awesome. You're not going to, you would have never gotten it right because you don't know the law. Right. Um, <laughs> so with that being said, we talked about the multiple choice written essays. Mm -hmm. um, when you're in prep, or let's just say it's the day of the exam, unfortunately. Let's say you don't know exactly the rules. What is your tip on still answering? Because you still should put something down on the paper and you will get right. points for something. So what is yeah. your strategy in doing when you come across an essay question and you really don't know the rules? So how do you answer the question? Mm -hmm. So two things. One, you may not know the entire rule, but you probably know a part of it, right? You, okay. you remember something. So start with what you remember. Get going. Mm -hmm. And when you get going, that's probably going to trigger something else, right? You just have to get going. You need to write what you know and just get the get that brain memory starting to go because we treat this like a file cabinet that we're opening up. Our brain is a foul cabinet. And once you pull it out and you start to read the sheet, meaning you put what you know, that's going to trigger you to keep reading the rest of that sheet in your brain. So you have to write what you know. Don't just not write anything because you don't remember it all. Write what you know. Start there. Um, and then part two to that is remembering. I actually, thinking back, I think this happened to me. Um, I had a property question. I knew the rule, but I couldn't remember if it was an easement or if it was something else. I, I don't remember. But I think I called it an easement, but it wasn't an easement. Mm -hmm. But I knew the rule. Mm -hmm. And instead of stressing about, is it an easement or is it this? I just, just describe whatever. It. Mm -hmm. I, the rule was right. I, I probably called it the wrong thing, but right. I obviously still passed because I knew the rule. Mm. So that's kind of the, the opposite of your question, but both are still valuable. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Get something down on the paper, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> laptop, laptop or write the exam? Um, I would ask you what you did in law school. Um, I was a laptop person, so mm. I definitely did the laptop. Um if you are the type of person where writing is your friend and technology is your enemy, um, then it may be best for you to write. Um, but what I will say is whatever you decide to do, you have to practice that way all throughout bar prep. You cannot be writing all throughout bar prep and then a week before decides you want to use a laptop. I don't even know if you can do that because there's a deadline to, you know, Pay right. that in terms of switching between the left and right, but just typically just stick with one or the other. Now, the other thing I was going to mention, I think exactly that, yeah. right? And the other thing I was going to mention, I forgot about the essays. Um, IRAC issue rule application conclusion. If you freeze up, yes. just remember that oh, yeah, writing something down and that yes. never, never forget that for essays. So even if you don't, absolutely, just, just 
even if, like you said, you don't know the name of the rule, describe what you think the rule is and then move on to applying yep. the facts and concluding. Yep. Um, a lot of times- You I've may not thought, know the rule, but you know the structure. Right. And you actually get points for being organized and, and things like that. So yes. you get other points for other things. So- you know, absolutely. even if it's not absolutely right, if, if it if it looks nice and clean and structured, you you may get some <laughs> points from your bar. Your bar exam grader is a human being. It's not a computer. I mean, the multiple choice is a computer. But essays, which are like the blessing and the curse. Mm -hmm. uh, you could get a really nice writer that gives you the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what? That was the wrong word, but I know what she's talking about, so I'm going to go ahead and give her the point. So, right. um, Iraq, I just wanted to briefly mention that if that's something you're struggling with with your essays. Um. 30 days before the exam, what are your, I don't know, what is your top one or two tips 30 days before? Because at this point, are we 30 days? But 30 days before, what is your so, tip? So the first thing that comes in my mind is like 30 days before is like right before or after like July 4th weekend, right? Um, and my, my, my top tip at that point, you should have a good base with your prep course. And it's time to really level up the flashcards so you know i'm not a friend of a fan of using supplements from day one i like for my varsity students to get accustomed to their course but 30 days out you should be accustomed to your course and you should be able to add on to that you know by adding in half a stack of flashcards by adding in um using some uh monomic software or or whatever supplement it is that you want to use you know, so 30 days in, you should have to be in a flow with adding in that supplement for sure. Got it. Day of exam tips. Any mm -hmm. that come to mind? Like the day of exam? Um, yes. One, utilize your car. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't really want to go a, a lot further than to say that your car is your friend. It is your, your safe space. Right. You don't have to talk to anybody. That car. <laughs> you don't have to talk to anybody. Nobody knows what's in your car. You can eat your it snacks. <laughs> you can do everything in your car. So use your car. Just use stay your safe. car. I used my, I stayed in my car until the very last minute possible. To go back um, in. Two, mm -hmm. yes. And to enter. Um, mm -hmm. Two, I, I was very focused. You know, even one of my best friends in law school. I walked in that building. I did see her. I gave her a head nod and I kept it moving. We didn't talk to each other. We did. It was no hard feelings. You know, it wasn't, you know, because you got the chatty Cassies and all them folks. That wasn't me. You know, the nervous Nancys, all those folks. No, I was very focused. I went to my seat. It was a, it was, it was personal. You know, I focused. Yeah, you, look, you, I can take you this far to, to just, just to only bring no. you this far, as they say. You had to go across the finish line. And look. To you your can point, catch up in two weeks. <laughs> yes. You don't want to distract if you don't have to. I I, I agree. Um, discuss just briefly the stigma that comes along with not passing. I understand, you know, you passed the first time. The stigma that comes along with not passing the first time, especially among um, people of color, um, you know, and, mm -hmm. and specifically as far as I'm concerned, you know, this is the Black Lawyers yeah. Podcast, Black folks, you know, not passing um why is there a stigma i mean i'm sure if you you know if you're a white person you don't pass you're still upset but i don't really feel like there's as much of a stigma i mean you have the kennedys that took it over and over again you have hillary clinton that took it over mm -hmm. and over nobody cares uh yeah just your thoughts on the stigma i i think i think a lot of it is the pressure that we put on ourselves you know we, we have a lot riding on passing so when we don't pass, it's it's um, it's such a personal moment of defeat. Mm -hmm. um, but, but the truth of the reality is, we have to remember that we are going into the bar exam on a totally different playing field than most folks. You know, earlier we talked about just the financial barriers in itself. You know, I just discussed the seven thousand dollars that it took for you to even take this exam. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you don't pass. And you realize essentially you got to pay that seven thousand again or whatever, you know, it's devastating. Mm. It is very devastating. It's the financial portion of retaking again. Um, and then you have the folks who may lose a job because they didn't pass, you know. So the 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 the, the repercussions for us are way way different. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that, you know, I've been practicing now for over six years. I have my own law firm. And I don't think even one time I've had anyone ever ask me about my bar exam experience. When I say anyone, I'm talking about my clients. No one else has ever said how many times did it take me to pass the bar exam. You know, that has never, ever, never comes ever up. been asked. <laughs> never. never. Comes you know what I mean? So, you know, I think it's, I think it's more of a, just the personal, like, I got to take this test again. I got to get the seven pay together. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I might lose this job, you know, all this and that. But once you get to Esquire, nobody cares about how many times it took you to pass the bar exam. And in fact, I just saw this meme. I think I'm going to post it soon. It basically talks about, um, I passed the bar exam, but I don't know how to file a motion. Like, that is the realest thing. Like, yeah, you passing the exam thing. doesn't mean that you are all of a sudden, you just walk out and you're just like this experienced attorney. It still requires experience. No. But you just don't get by answering a multiple trust question, right? Or even answering an APT or an essay question, right? Yeah, it's going to come. And you and I know, we both know plenty of lawyers who pass, even after the first try, who are horrible at practicing law. Yeah. So, so it, trust me, one, while we want you to pass, don't assume that because you don't pass, that is an indicator of how great of an attorney you'll be, you know, what's to come, you know, don't let that be it. Yeah. Um, why don't you just briefly close out with more about your Vartivity, give you an opportunity to plug that and what that's about. And if yeah. someone is interested in your bar prep program, um, give our folks a, a, a Absolutely. So uh, this uh, this time last year, um, after many, many cries for help with the bar exam, I recognized it was time to level up my coaching offers by extending to the bar prep portion. Um, so what we did was we created Bar Activity, which is a bar prep course supplement. You know, we're providing strategy. We're providing accountability. You know, we're providing just that source of black womanish is or whatever you want to call it, you know, that's really filling in the gaps of your bar prep course. So, you know, every other week we're having live coaching calls where we're not just encouraging you and giving you motivation, but we're also going through practice essays. We're also going through multiple choice questions. I'm looking at your schedule this, uh, on the 17th, um, we are going to go through our Bartivity student schedules one by one and make sure they are utilizing their time correctly. You know, this Saturday, we're going to do a group Bartivity bar prep yoga class because we're not just preaching that you guys need to be mindful and work out and take care of your mind, but we're actually making sure you guys are doing that. So, you know, we created Bartivity to really help those folks who need more than just their bar prep course. Those bar prep course are designed for the mass, but this is designed for us. Right. Um, does it matter which state you're in? Can anyone, any state? Be it does in? not. Okay. No. And the reason being is that um, our uh, activity instructors that focus directly on essays and that focus on MBE, UBE, their approach is, is done in a way so that no matter the particular state you're taking it in, you're getting helpful advice, hints, tips, information, et cetera. Um, when is your opening so that people just know each year? When is the opening yeah, so, for each cycle? Because you know, you take it, you can take it in July. Yeah. So what are your so openings? we do a cohort for every July and February. So our July cohort opened um earlier, well, late last late last month, late last May. Okay. Um, and the July cohort will close June 17th. Okay. Um, so that will be your last chance to enroll for the July cohort. Uh, the June 17th deadline is because that's when we are hosting our essay coaching call. And that is like a non-negotiable, you know, you need to be in that call if you want to participate in Bartivity. So, you know, you have until July 17th to enroll. This Saturday, July 10th, we are offering free bar prep yoga, um, whether you're enrolled in Bartivity or not. Um, of course, the essay um coaching call on the 17th is for those who are enrolled in Bartivity. Um, but yeah, that's, that's our cutoff date for July 17th. I'm sorry, June 17th. And then in the, and for the February exam, what is the opening close date? Um, our February bar prep starts in November. November. Um, and the, so it, well, well, enrollment starts. 
Yes, okay. it closes. Um, it closes at the end of December. You have to be enrolled by the end of December. You know, because that uh, winter break period is crucial. You mm-hmm. know, when you're studying for that February bar exam. Um, and I am um, happy to offer to anyone listening to this podcast a special discount. If you are recognizing you could benefit from productivity, you can use Black Lawyer Podcast to take 30% off of your enrollment. Um, thanks to you for having me on here today. I, I am happy to do that for your listeners or anyone you know personally that could benefit from Bartivity. All they have to do is visit www.bartivity.net and use Black Lawyer Podcast, that discount code at checkout. Thank you for offering that to our, our, our listeners. I also want to close out with our Black Excellence of Moment of the Week, which is actually related to the Bar yes. exam. Uh, Matthew Graham, um, from Maryland, um, passed, uh, I believe, with uh, a 309, which put him in the 94th percentile. So he received like a record-breaking or one of the record-breaking um, passage scores from Maryland. If you're in a state that doesn't tell your score, they just tell you you passed because you'll never know what your score is. But for states like Maryland, um, <laughs> passed, they still give you your score. Um, and so he's been featured all over the news because, again, the passage mm-hmm. rate is just not that high for Black students. And so we just want to um, congratulate him. Like I said, the average score is 266. So for him to get a 309 was excellent. So, you know, let that yeah. be um, your motivation. I mean, this man um, was a newlywed, had a baby, was working exactly. <laughs> So this, you know, it's motivation. Knocking down all the barriers. If, Ma- if Matthew can do it, you can do it. Um, and with Absolutely. that said, um, we are always rooting for everyone Black. Take care, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Black Lawyers Podcast. This is your host, Jay Carter. Until next time, please follow us on all our social media handles at the Black Lawyers Podcast.